one suicide is one suicide too many in any community. And it only takes one person to stand up and look around to get the help that their community needs. You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to two of the greatest suicide prevention advocates in Oklahoma, Stephanie Cherry and Angie Almond. So to really get this conversation started, I wanted to invite Christy Sturgill on the podcast today. She's Mental Health Association Oklahoma's Director of Marketing and the visionary behind our See Me campaign, which has been running all year and is coming to a close. Um, and it's just been such a remarkable campaign. So Christy, welcome to the Mental Health Download. Thanks for having me today, Matt. All right. So before we get into the interview with Stephanie and Angie, I wanted you to kind of talk about the CME campaign, how it came about, what this year has been like, some of the highlights, and you know what your plans are for the end of the year with the CME campaign. Yeah. So we started CME as a campaign that challenges all of us to see the humanity and the people who are around us, the people we know, the people we don't know. And one of those ways we have pushed this campaign forward through the year is by asking a bunch of people, how do you want to be seen? A way we asked that question was in the construction of a mosaic board that used a bunch of small triangles to spell out hashtag see me. And everybody who put a triangle on the mosaic answered that question and however they wanted to be seen. And it was really fascinating because a lot of people would come up and it's a simple question to ask, but sometimes a hard question to answer. And they would say, well, give me a minute. And they would walk away and they'd come back and they'd fill out their triangle and they'd pin it to this eight foot tall by 15 foot long foam board. So we really enjoyed doing that. We had that at uh, our fashion show in Tulsa. We had it at the Guthrie Green. We also had it recently at Legacy Plaza with Giving Tuesday. So for the rest of the year, we're going to continue sharing Simi's stories, which are a series of stories that we've shared throughout the year of people talking about how they want to be seen and how their story intersects with our mission. So we talk to people who like Stephanie and Angie, who promote our suicide prevention trainings. We talk to people who are involved in criminal justice reform, um, ending stigma for mental illness, uh, addressing strategies for addressing homelessness in, in the community and in the state. And so this whole campaign at the heart of it is just really asking people to just see the humanity in everybody. And and sometimes we forget that people aren't always seen the way they want to be seen. This was also your first year with the association. And so it's been, I think, an eye-opening experience for you. As our listeners may have heard in previous podcasts, your father had schizophrenia, your late father had schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And mental health has always been something you've been an advocate for. But, you know, especially with See Me, how has this campaign sort of reminded you of why you are such a huge mental health advocate? I really just want to break down 
some of the stigma around severe mental illness a lot because of my experience with my dad. Uh, I had an, a deep conversation with my granny here recently and found out that my great-grandpa also had schizophrenia. And so it's definitely been a story that's sort of braided into my family history of people having this particular disease. And we had a long conversation because it is sometimes a tough topic for any family to talk about somebody who has severe mental illness. And I remember sharing with her, if if we were talking about his heart disease, so he died of a heart attack. If we were talking about his heart disease and, and the fact that my brother and I have high blood pressure, nobody would even question whether or not that conversation was an indication of whether or not he had good or bad character. But when we talk about severe mental illness, people get really nervous around the topic because they think that if you say somebody has schizophrenia, that that's a reflection of who they are more than an illness that they had. So it's been a good year for me to, to know that we need to see people who have severe mental illness as more than their diagnoses. Like that that's not who they are. They aren't schizophrenia. They have schizophrenia. <laughs> they aren't bipolar disorder or, or or any of these other types of severe mental illness. They aren't homeless. They're experiencing homelessness. They they aren't, you know, they are not um, felons. You know, they they are, you know, people who've been, you know, justice involved. And so it's, it's changing this language and talking about people as people and making sure that we aren't attaching identities to people in a way that's harmful. So how can people get involved with the See Me campaign? I really urge you to go to mhaok.org and hit the big purple donate button at the top. Your donations are going to help support programs like QPR that we've heard of today, as well as all of our other programs. We have a huge team of people who are doing a lot of hard work. You know, we have a team that's out doing street outreach with people who are panhandling, who are experiencing homelessness. We have people who work with uh, young adults who are aging out of the foster care uh, system and, and maybe they don't have any sort of um, living arrangements ready for them after they you know turn 18. We have people who are working at our drop-in centers. We have people who are doing a variety of different projects across the state and every single donation is helping us achieve those goals and reach people in a way that's really effective. And so, so I would say go to our website, make a donation. You can also visit our Facebook, follow us on Facebook, we and and Instagram. So our Facebook is just Mental Health Association Oklahoma. And our Instagram handle is at M-H-A-O-K-L-A. And we are going to be having our See Me Stories up for the rest of the year. You can hit donate on those buttons as well. And uh, we will greatly appreciate any donations that help us in 2020 continue to serve all of our participants. That is very well said. Um, So before we get to the interview, I just want to give people a few resources that I'd love to give out. So 
We're going to be talking about QPR, which is our suicide prevention training. But if you are worried about someone who is having thoughts of suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK. And it's open 24 hours a day, year round. It's a remarkable service. Please call them, learn how you can make a difference in somebody's life. And you can also encourage that person that you're worried about who's having thoughts of suicide to call the lifeline as well. And suicide prevention is something I believe in so much. And this is something that is said during this interview with Stephanie and Angie, but I just, it's really something I say all the time. One suicide is too many. So um, I hope you enjoy this interview. The mental health download starts now. Okay, so, so Stephanie, tell us why it was so important for you and Angie to ask Mental Health Association Oklahoma to come into your community and present this QPR training. Angie and I both have been affected by suicide and had people very close to us that have died by suicide. And we were noticing a rise in suicides here in Piedmont. We had two of them within a week's time of each other. And in Piedmont, we're averaging over the last three years about eight to ten suicides. So we knew we needed to get something here in our town to help our all the people here in Piedmont that are having to deal with this. Being a small town, it has a very big ripple effect through the town. And that's when we reached out and got to the Mental Health Association of Oklahoma and started working with you all to bring this to our community. Angie, can you share your perspective on things and kind of how suicide has affected you and your community? Um, I have had a family member die by suicide um, about 24 years ago, and that has always been on my heart. And then I had another family member who had thoughts of suicide in the past year, And the suicide issue has been closing in and getting closer and closer to home. And with the suicides in Piedmont, Stephanie and I just came to church one day and we were, when we found out about another attempted suicide and we said, we have to do something. There is something that we didn't know about QPR. We didn't know what we could do, but we were just reaching out to the Mental Health Association of Oklahoma to help us help our community. And what was that um, in, in broad terms? What, tell me about that person who had made, um, you know, who had decided to die by suicide. How old were they? What did, you know, and how did you hear about it? Um, they were probably around 50 at the time. Um, he was separated from his wife. And, um, you know, I'm not sure I was young, so I was like 20, uh, 24 and didn't know all the details, but knew that he did die by suicide. And uh, it broke my heart because he didn't get to meet any of his grandchildren. And, um, you know, there was so much more that he could contribute. And that had, had always been on my heart for the last 24 years. Yeah. And what about you, Stephanie? Um, The young man that uh, did die by suicide that I knew was my son's best friend. And um, my son's the one that found him. And it's had a massive impact on all of us. 
he had so much going for him. He had just bought a house and he had a great job and, you know, had life by the tail. And then just from seeing him one afternoon to the next morning when my son called and told me that he had died, um, I was like, how, how? I mean, why didn't we see any signs? What are we missing? And so doing the QPR training has not only helped a lot of the people in our community, but it has helped me to finally heal and get past that phone call and that day standing in the front yard as all of the police and fire did their work there. And so it's helping all of us to heal some. The first QPR that we did last spring here, we had within 12 hours of putting our meeting out on Facebook and when it was going to be and everything, we had already had one person reach out to us to get their eight-year-old son help who has attempted suicide. And we were able to get to the mental health of Oklahoma and you all directed us to the right person and we connected them to that person. And in less than 18 hours, they had this little boy in with counselors that he needed to be with. Wow, that is amazing. That's one of the greatest stories I've heard about our own QPR training. Um, I'm so glad that we were able to step in and, and help and that you guys had the courage to also reach out and help that family. That's just amazing. Christy, what, what questions do you have for Stephanie and Angie? For somebody who doesn't know what QPR is in, in terms of like, what are they going to do when they go to one of these training sessions? If you could just tell us a little bit about what the training was like for you and, and maybe some of the key things you learned from that training. Of course, QPR, the first thing you learn is the question, how to ask the question. Like Matt said earlier, you know, a lot of people have the fear that if they ask somebody, they're going to put that thought into their head and it's going to make them go ahead with the attempt. But that's not true. We've learned that through the QPR training and we've learned the, the things to look for and the questions and how to ask the questions. And, um, you know, what, that once you have somebody with you that is considering or has thought about, then you step into persuading them to get the help that they need. You're not going to do the helping for them, but you're going to help get them to the right places and the right people to be able to help them. And then that's where the referral part comes in is because we've been given the tools by the Mental Health of Oklahoma in order to get these people to the help that they need and the assistance. You know, after that QPR training, what did people say to you? You know, did, did people come up and thank you? And did they share stories about people that maybe that they're worried about or maybe some that they have lost? To suicide? Yeah, we've had a, quite a few reach out, and we had a local reporter at the first one, and she came out and visited with me after the training session, and she said she appreciated it so much because she has a friend that she needed to sit down and talk to, and she said that she was going to go and meet with that friend that evening now that she knows how and what and where to go to get this person the help that they need. 
And we've had a number of people say, it's made me see my family member that they're in trouble and they need help. We cannot thank you enough for bringing this QPR training to our town. Yeah, that's amazing. What was the impetus for the second QPR training and when when exactly was that? When we had the first one, there were a lot of people that were wanting to come but were not able to attend on that particular night. And we just let them know that we would do another in the fall. So that's the main reason we scheduled it a second one. Uh, there were so many that weren't able to come to the first one and wanted to come. And maybe it wasn't the time that somebody needed to hear it. And we felt like maybe we needed to have more than one training a year. The other thing that's come out of this that was really on our hearts too was get this in the high school and get the teen screen in the high school. So on our first meeting, we actually reached out to school administration. Um, the, the fire chief was at a meeting that we had and police officers came. And so we tried to get at, you know as many community leaders in to help um, you know, spread the word and get some training. And then also, ultimately, we, our goal was to get the teen screen into the high school. And from what we have heard, they have had a member of the Mental Health Association meet with the counselors there at the high school. And I think they're working on getting that into the high school now, and maybe even the middle school. How big is Piedmont? How many people live there? About 6,200 people. And so it really is a small town and everybody probably knows everybody else. And, you know, is how is the stigma of mental health in Piedmont? You know, like, have you noticed it getting better or worse or staying the same over the years or just, you know, especially now that you're connected with us and, and are, have really become advocates? What are, you know, just kind of tell us about Piedmont and what, you know, what people are facing there. Well, we're, we are a bedroom community to Oklahoma City, and um, so the problem with out here is we have like little communities set up throughout the town because we're a rural town, and so, you know, people on one side of town in their little neighborhood community don't really know what's going on in other communities throughout the town. So this, doing the QPR training and putting it out there has kind of helped to bring the town together as one community instead of all these divisions. And it, I think it also helped people understand that we can talk about it and we need to talk about it and we need to know what to do and, and help preventing suicide. Um, Christy, what, what questions do you have for Stephanie and Angie? What I'm really impressed with specifically with these two is a lot of times whenever a community is affected by suicide, it's hard to see through the tragedy. I feel like Stephanie and Angie just found the what's next, you know, button and they, they started doing what it takes to, to change the narrative in their community. And I always find that really commendable. Stephanie and Angie have really helped us bring to light the advocates for mental health, people who want to be seen as advocates. And I think they have have been that in their community, they're, they're advocates in the state, showing how someone can step up and be 
the change that they want to see in the world around them. And uh, we really appreciate how much time they've spent as a part of not just this campaign, but scheduling things in their community like the QPRs. So we really appreciate you too. We think you've done amazing work and will continue to do amazing work. And the See Me campaign will be wrapping up at the end of this year. And as a part of the the end to this narrative, uh, we're going to have some pictures out. We're going to have their story on various platforms, just because sharing their their story is such a powerful way for people to connect to what they can do in their communities. And I, I hope that Stephanie and Angie inspire other people to schedule QPRs in their communities and, and just really see that making this type of change and bringing these types of conversations are possible anywhere in the state. So we actually, we're going to be releasing some some videos on social, like she mentioned, of you guys saying how you want to be seen. Um, so I'm going to ask you again, um, you know, how you want to be seen as mental health advocates. Stephanie, let's start with you. How, how do you want the world to see you? As someone who's been there, someone who knows what people are going through, and that I'm the person that they can ask for the help to get them to the help that they need, whether it be for themselves or somebody else. Beautifully said. Angie, how about you? Um, I want people to see me as an advocate for them, that I can show them the hope that they do have and that they're, they can get the help that they need. Yeah. Okay, Christy, you're up. How do you want the world to see you? Um, I want the world to see me. Um, but I actually wrote this on my triangle yesterday. I want the world to see me as innovative. <laughs> if I were if I were filling out my little piece of the mosaic, as an advocate, um, as somebody who can come up with, you know, creative ways to you know complex problems or challenges. And um, Matt, how do you want to be seen? Yeah. Um, so just, you know, I, I come from the uh, journalism world, you know, I was a uh, newspaper writer and a lot of what I would talk about suicide, I never, it, it, it was never a person that I thought of. Um, it was, it was always numbers, you know, how many people died by suicide this year? You know, I'd never met anybody who, um, had died by suicide, um, and um, actually, one of my coworkers, um, and this was once I was at the Mental Health Association. His name was Omer Gillum, and Omer died by suicide, and it rocked the newsroom at the Tulsa World. It rocked my my perspective of that. You know, I, you know, suicide something that happens to people I don't know. Um, and so, I think I would want the the world to see me as someone who sees that we all play a role in preventing suicide. You know, we all just like you, just like Stephanie and Angie, you know, it is, it's each one of us spotting those warning signs and having the courage to, to stand up and say, look, I'm worried about you. Are you thinking about killing yourself? So um, I'm no longer afraid to talk about suicide because I know the only way we can help end it is by talking about it. And so Stephanie and Angie have just been really an inspiration to me. And, and especially in, you know, smaller communities in Oklahoma, uh, where mental health and the stigma is very strong. 
you know, it's strong everywhere, but I, I have a feeling that when people live in small communities and they know that other people, you know, everybody knows everybody else that talking about mental health and suicide is really hard because people worry what other people are going to think about them, you know, or their loved ones. So I just appreciate you guys being the advocates that you are. Well, we want to say that we appreciate the Mental Health Association of Oklahoma and especially you two and, and everything that you've done for the, the campaign, uh, for, you know, helping us, all, all the people that have helped us with setting up the QPRs, coming to the QPRs, um, guiding us and helping us through this, um, that we've, you know, we've never done this. This is a path that we haven't ever taken before and y'all have really led us and we appreciate all the work that you do and how you spread the word through all different kinds of social media because you never know who's going to need it. All right. So as we do at the end of every mental health download, we ask our guests to say our, our battle cry. So um, if you guys can both, Stephanie, we'll start with you. If you can share just a few parting words of give encouragement to people in other small communities in Oklahoma and, and, you know, anywhere, really, as far as um, suicide prevention goes. One suicide is one suicide too many in any community. And it only takes one person to stand up and look around to get the help that their community needs. Angie, how about you? What are are some of your parting words of wisdom? Well, I think she summed it up pretty good. And... I mean, we are here and available if people would like to call us and talk to us about, you know, our journey, we can help them and we can actually walk alongside of another community that wants to do this, that um, but the Mental Health Association of Oklahoma has made it so easy for us uh, to bring it to our community and um, it, it helps with, with healing in the community and it helps with hope in the community. Okay, so as I talked about, we're gonna we're gonna have you guys since you are really a team. We always, you know, it's when we talk about you guys, it's always Stephanie and Angie, Stephanie and Angie. You know, it's you guys are basically like one unified force to us because um, you're such a dynamic duo. I'm gonna count to three, and then you're both gonna give us a good battle cry of "Go do good things." So you guys ready? Yes. Okay, one, two, three. Go do good things. Perfect. That was beautiful. That made my whole week.